Help keep Kinks and Beats Daily alive with a $4 monthly contribution and receive exclusive bonus episodes as our thank you to you. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more details. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I'm your host, Tony Fry. Thank you for downloading yet another episode. If you haven't done so already, please swing by iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. Even if you listen to this on another platform like Spotify, which I think uh, the majority of you do. I got a lot of people on Spotify listening. Um, If you have an iTunes account, swing by there and just leave five-star rating and review. It helps us tremendously and we want to reach as many people as we can. And we've got a lot more songs to cover. So, you know, we have plenty of time to get more people. Also, make sure you're calling in 925-494-1739 with a Beatles or Kinks song that you've changed your opinion on over the years. In either direction. You either loved it and now you hate it, or you hate it and now you love it. Um, But I want to know what song it is, how your opinion changed, why your opinion changed, and you can uh, be included on a future bonus episode of this podcast. Again, 925-494-1739. Today we are talking about a um, song I really love. From an album I really love, by a band I really love. Yes Sir, No Sir by The Kinks was released October 10th, 1969 on Arthur or the Decline and Fall of the British Empire. The band attempted to record the whole of Arthur in a couple weeks in the early summer of 1969, and this song would have been recorded in May, June of that year. And the song begins with a slow fade of a marching drum, you know, bass and snare followed by simple strumming acoustic guitar. And in a lot of ways, it could really be the opening to just about every Radiohead song on OK Computer. It really has that feel to me. Like if this if this was the intro to Karma Police, I think it would have fit just fine. And the lyrics begin by alternating verses between a new army recruit and presumably his drill sergeant. And then we shift to the higher ups in the army, give the scum a gun and make the bugger fight and be sure to have deserters shot on sight. If he dies, we'll send a medal to his wife. And then the final verse returns us to the new recruit, but the tone sounds much different. And this for me is where the genius of this song really lies. It's a great song regardless. But in the first verse, we hear him saying, yes, sir, no, sir. Where do I go, sir? As if he's trying to please the drill sergeant. You know, he doesn't want to get yelled at. He's just wanting to not make waves. Where do I go? Yes, sir. No, sir. Where do I go? Where do I stand? How do I behave? But in the, um, but in the final verse, this is a man fully indoctrinated into army thought. Now the where do I go, sir, what do I say, isn't because he wants to make everybody happy and and he, you know, doesn't want to upset anything and have to drop down and give him a hundred push-ups. Now it's because he's totally dependent on the army. He is nothing more than a killing machine now. And you can get that entire interpretation from one single line where he sings, yes, sir, no, sir, please let me die, sir. I think that this life is affecting my brain. So at first glance, the song seems to be like a sad story about a soldier. But it ends up being an overarching commentary on war 
And ultimately, it's a grim portrait of what it takes to raise an army for authority to be maintained. In this song, you hear from three different perspectives, the soldier, the sergeant, the commanders. You hear from three different perspectives on what it means to be a soldier, what it means to build an army. And three very different perspectives. One guy, you know, just wants to go in there and and not get yelled at. And another guy wants to go in there and train killing machines. And then the other guy has no regard at all for any of this. They, they All these people are just tools of war to, you know, that third voice. On the album, the song is followed by Some Mother's Son, which we've talked about before. And maybe one of the saddest anti-war songs of the 60s, if not ever. And these two tracks side by side are really powerful. As the, as the listener can easily assume that the soldier begging for death in the first song is the same soldier that is some mother's son in the next song. Musically, like so much on Arthur, there's a lot going on with this track. Uh, as each persona receives their own musical motifs. So you've got, let me pull up the words here. You've got the yes, sir, no, sir. Where do I go, sir? What do I do, sir? What do I say? You've got that. That's the soldier, right? And then you've got um, the next voice, which is to me the drill sergeant. You know, so you think that you've got ambition. Stop your dreaming and your idle wishing. You're outside and there ain't no admission to our play. So that's a completely different musical motif. And and then it goes back to the soldier. And then we get the um, the little oompa-pa. Doesn't matter who you are, you're there and there you are. Right? That's the third voice. That's the third musical motif. So even though there's no chorus, I mean, the chorus... Uh, the phrase yes sir no sir kind of acts as the chorus that's the hook that you know that keeps repeating but there's no proper chorus but you don't need a proper chorus because you basically got three songs um tied in here and each song each part of this almost like a suite but not quite uh is a different perspective on the same topic it's really really cool stuff and you know, this is why Ray is, without debate, a master at songwriting. And and this song is really peak um, form. Mick Avery on drums helps navigate the band through all these changes with a real forceful performance. And even though you wouldn't necessarily think of this song as being heavy, I mean, I just strummed it on acoustic guitar. And if that was it, if it was just acoustic guitar and Ray's vocal, it would still be a beautiful, powerful song. Um, so you wouldn't necessarily think of it as being heavy, but then listen to his drums. Lots of bass drum, and he is hitting that snare. That is not uh, the snare hits of, uh, of a restrained drummer. 
you know, he's really hitting those snares. And so there's this power to this song beyond the introduction. You know, he is just kind of tapping the snare when he's, when he's emulating the, uh, the uh, marching drums. But beyond that, once the song really gets going, he's just beating the snot out of that drum kit. And it's, and it's, it is beautiful. I mean, I've made no secret of my thoughts on Mick Avery on this podcast. And this is just another example of what a great drummer he is. Um, Dave's guitar work throughout the song. Also very good. He alternates from just straight up solo counterpoint, you know, during the yes, sir, no, sir. He's just noodling away back there. I mean, it's all very tasteful and I don't mean noodling disparagingly. It's, it's all very tasteful. And at times it supports the, melody and at other times it's a counterpoint to the melody but it's just it's a solo guitar you know this is those sections of the song are his guitar solos but then other times he's doing some very inventive and creative rhythm guitar playing and you know he changes his tone he changes his attack on the guitar he changes the the whole construction of what he's playing in these different motifs in the song and and it's all great and then finally Ray's vocal we talked about this previously how he uses his vocals as an instrument um and so he will change the tone on his voice the same way you would change the tone on your guitar um in this song every character is given a different voice and it adds to the theatricality of the song obviously but it also adds to the distinction. It helps the listener realize that this is three different voices singing here. You know, uh, three different points of view, three different perspectives. But the central um, uh, topic of the song is the same between all three. To cram this much content into a piece of music that's under four minutes long is pretty impressive. And he says everything he needs to say and nothing more. You get the full perspective of all three voices in this song. You're not left wondering where the third voice stands, right? You get it all. There's no part that could be cut to improve the song and no part that you wish you'd heard more of. It's frankly a perfect arrangement. And, you know, having followed up um, Victoria which is the perfect album opener with Yes, Sir, No, Sir, which is this perfect arrangement. And then Some Mother's Son, which is just a heartbreaking anti-war song. This is one of the best one, two, three punches in all of rock and roll. You know, find me an album that's got a better opening trio than Arthur. I, you might be able to match it. You can't top it. On the 2019 box set, I encourage everyone to listen to the stereo mix of this track. And I know a lot of folks prefer the mono, but for me, the balance and the EQ of some of the instruments, particularly the acoustic guitars, is much better on this stereo mix. And you're more able to hear all the little details. And there are little details. Um, And little, you know, there's little bits of treasure to find in this track. And I think the stereo version brings those out a little bit more. And I think it's just a more enjoyable listening experience. I like the, the, the EQ and the mastering on that one. One thing Ray does in the harmony track of this that's kind of cool 
is is he introduces a chord progression at the beginning of the song that he almost immediately abandons until the final verse. Okay. So he opens up and it's the same. He, he strums it um, underneath the drums in the intro. Right. So it's just, it's a G chord. And then, so what he does is he hits a chord and then he goes up a fifth. Then he hits the B flat, goes up a fifth. Then he hits an E flat. Then he goes up a fifth. And then just a little turnaround. Okay. So that's the, the, the opening verse, the introduction and the opening verse. But on the second verse, he drops the G and the D. And he starts the third. He starts the verse on the third bar of the chord progression. Now, starting on the third, that would mean that he's going to come up two bars short, right? So what he does is then he repeats the two uh, bars in the middle. And Ray's done this before, and we talked about it on a previous podcast episode. In fact, I I was so familiar with this move that I had to double check that I hadn't already released an episode for this song. Um, I can't remember which song it was. It might be another song on Arthur. Um, but so what we've got, so we got, yes, sir, no, sir. Where do I go, sir? What do I do, sir? What do I say? Yes, sir. So he just stays. He hits that B flat chord and he stays there. So now he can't go, yes, sir, because none of the notes work. You've got uh, a G chord. He starts originally on a G chord. Then he switches to a B flat chord. So you're going from a, like a G to an F, a B natural to a B flat. Uh, there's one note that's the same, but then he follows it with an F chord instead of the D. So literally you cannot sing the original line note for note with these new chords. So it's not just a substitution, it's a totally new chord progression. So you, yes sir, no sir, three bags full sir. Right? And then he alters, like I said, that E flat to B flat. But then he brings it back on the final verse. If he dies, we'll send a medal to his wife. Yes, sir. No, sir. Right. So because he's coming out of that, um, that third motif on a C chord, it, it translates easy to go back home to the original G. So he's really kind of absent of key here. He's doing a lot of just voice leading and, and chromatic stuff and, and all that, but it's really cool how he abandons that, um, that chord progression. The second time you hear, oh, I guess he does do it again. Um, anytime he comes out of a new motif and starts over, he does hit it because he does hit it out of the second. Um, so you think that you've got ambition section. He does come back to that G chord, but he, again, he hits it. So he's basically got, uh, Two verses here, 
two verse stanzas and each stanza is on a similar but completely different chord progression. And that's very cool. That's all I got for today. Um, go listen to this song. Listen to it a couple times. Listen to the mono version. Listen to the new stereo version. Uh, it's a beautiful song. This is peak Ray Davies doing what he does best with a band in top form at this point in their career that know what he wants, know how to deliver and can just come in with just expert musicianship. Um, it's a fantastic song. Swingbyherohabit.com for all the information you need about this podcast and ways to reach me. And also you can join our Facebook group where we are doing polls and discussion and stuff like that. All right. I will talk to you guys next time. Swing by iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review. And um, thanks for downloading. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.